Everybody and welcome to Wrestle Lost. Uh, quite a couple of things to talk about, so to get it going, here's Johnny. Okay, and WWE has uh, they've done some. They're, they're going to do some changes to their premium live events. First, they for some reason they've canceled uh, day one, which is was going to be on January first in Atlanta. So that means. <laughs> that didn't take long at all. Uh-huh. Now, I wasn't going to address this, but seeing as it already happened, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Johnny's been having some internet issues. So it seems that he has frozen up on us and we're not even two minutes in. So that's the news, guys. Uh, we're going to wait and see how his connectivity goes as we continue on, but I just don't know. I don't know what's going on with WWE. They've been putting on some really good shows, but there is one thing that I don't know if you heard about it. But I really, really didn't like. So whenever they were trying to do that DX reunion, they really wanted to bring in Billy Gunn. Did you hear why they did it? No. So so they didn't bring him in because the one thing Tony Khan was asking for is to just mention that he works for AEW right now. Yeah, because they wanted to bring him in. Yeah. That was that was the only thing Tony wanted. And Triple H said no. That is the one thing that stopped them from bringing Billy Gunn in. He was all set to go. As far as I know, he had a flight book. Yes. Yeah, they he were going to pay for his travel. Yeah. He had already told everybody that he was going to be there as far as like Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, Triple H. He had already told them he, he was going to be there. But the morning when he was supposed to fly out, he wasn't, he wasn't able to because that was the one term they couldn't come to agreement. And... I don't like that. That was the one thing that stopped it from happening. No, I don't like that because that's a very Vince thing to do. Yeah. It's been looking better since we all know that. It's well, been better since Triple H showed up. Yeah. 
but he needs to get over himself and start working better, working with it from his New Japan. They're not happy because Carl Anderson pulled out of their event on November 5th, so he can, he can go to the Crown Jewel. But that really wasn't their fault either. Because you you know I don't remember if I mentioned it to you about his booking agent. Hmm. No. So here's what happened with that. So Carl Anderson was booked from W for WWE Crown Jewel through his booking agent. Like they spoke to him directly, like they're supposed to. Yeah. And he got booked for WWE. New Japan did not contact his booking agent. They just assumed he would do it. Okay. So they created the graphics. They put them on the match card when there was no agreement yet. So WWE beat New Japan to the punch. <laughs> It, it's a it's weird because you'd figured as big as a company as New Japan is, they would know like this is the way to do things. As much as they have worked with Carl Anderson, they should already know. Just because right. just because he's the champion doesn't mean okay, if we announce it, we just gonna expect him to show up that that's gonna be that. If he takes another booking and it's done the right way, you're fucked. And that's what happened. New Japan fucked up on that one. <laughs> Is that Robert Stone? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it back to you and hijack the news since you... Yeah. A little sketch. <laughs> the internet already explained that whole situation. Okay, so what I was saying about day day one, they've just decided they're just that's just going to be a special house show that night. Uh, so that means we're not going to have a, a premium live event event between uh, Survivor Series on November twenty sixth and the Royal Rumble on January twenty eighth. Uh. But NXT is going to run a, another premium live event on December 10th, which just so happens to be the same day as uh, Ring of Honor's final battle. But Ring, but final battle is going to be in the afternoon. It's going to start at three, and NXT is going to start at seven. So there's no no conflict there. Yeah, there shouldn't be any conflict there because Ring of Honor should go. Three hours? Yeah. So, yeah, there's enough time in between there to, you know, finish watching Ring of Honor. If you got to go do some shit, you can go do some shit. And then come back and watch NXT if that's your thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I going to say something else to that effect. Yeah, so so it's all going to be almost two months between 
between pay-per-views. Uh, but this last week was the first time we saw uh, NXT and AEW go head-to-head since the Wednesday Night War. And no surprise, AEW won in the ratings. I, I didn't get the exact numbers, but I know they, they did win this week. I believe there wasn't that big of a difference in the numbers. Hmm. I think NXT, AEW was like 700 and something. Like 780, I think, was the number. Somewhere around there. And NXT was like 730. It wasn't that big of a difference. And you had other com- competition that night. That was the opening night for the NBA. That was uh, also NHL. You know, there, baseball. There were others. There were three other major sports going on at the same time. So, yeah. So they had, there was a lot of competition there. Yeah. The number it was. Were, it was seven thousand seven hundred fifty-two thousand by AEW. To six hundred seventy-six thousand for NXT. Okay. Okay, so it was a little bit more than I thought. Yeah. I was flipping back and forth myself <laughs> during commercial <laughs> breaks for AEW. I was just to see what was going on. <laughs> and uh, uh, also, WWE's they're they're planning on getting rid of the not having as many gimmick heavy reuse. Like Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber, they're thinking about maybe, maybe bringing the Money in the Bank matches just back to the WrestleMania. Also, they're actually looking to bring back the King of the Ring pay per view, which, which that's good because they can also have the Queen of the Ring on the same night. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like that when, you know, every match was was a tournament match. Yeah, right. I love the King of the Ring pay per view. Yeah, it, it's if if they wouldn't have stopped doing it, it would have been up there to me with Royal Rumble with WrestleMania. Like that's how excited I would be for King of the Ring. And even though it wasn't a King of the Ring match, King of the Ring was when Mick Foley had his had his Hell in the Cell match with the Undertaker. Yep. Epic is all fucked. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew's watching hell. I'm being dis- I'm being distracted by NXT. <laughs> Which is fine. Von Wagner just threw Wesley from inside the ring onto the announce table. Like a military press threw him onto the announce table. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was a long throw. Pretty far. <laughs> I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna have to go back and take a look at it. <laughs> I mean, I, I have it on. I'm just not paying full attention to it. I'm glancing over whenever I can. But yeah, man, I also heard the same thing about King of the Ring. If they were to bring that pay per view back, that's a good move. Yeah, because. The shows that WWE is putting on right now, they feel more Attitude Era style. Yes. Yeah. It's like they're so, back to that format. So I would love it. 
Does this mean they're not going to have a premium live event every month? Yeah, they will. This just gives them a chance to to have premium live events that aren't gimmicked. Like, you know, instead of Hell in a Cell, they could bring back Vengeance or, you know, Unforgiven or whatever, whatever they want to. Yeah, man. As long as they do it good, I'm down for whatever they feel like bringing back. I just want it to be good. Bring back Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Look. How about how about this Tuesday in Texas? Dallas, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's what I'm going to say about Great Balls of Fire. We were there. We enjoyed it. We had we had floor seats. <laughs> yes. Which I'm glad you brought that up because we've got some awesome floor seats coming up as well. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, here, here's here's what I want to say about Great Balls of Fire. I loved it. We were there, floor seats. It was awesome. I don't want it to happen again. Just so we could say, and I love saying this. We were at the only one. We could say we were the only place to hold great balls of fire. It, 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 it's something that I enjoy saying. <laughs> it's it, it, it's like it's like when I was saying last week. I, I I've been there for both of Cody's debut matches in WWE. Yeah, it's it's like the one little thing we have. Yeah. That we can just call our own. I would just let it be. Don't don't bring back great balls. And they're also looking to, to have another pay per view or premium live event in in the UK again next next year. After after the success of uh, Crash of the Castle. What would you call it? <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what they would decide to do over there, but. <laughs> Now, unless it's just like Crown Jewel, you know, and they just call it Clash at the Castle every year. Which would be fine. I, I got it. That. Euro trip. <laughs> what is that? Do what? What'd you call it? Euro trip. Euro trip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's been taken. Uh, no, no, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'd have to pay a good amount if they'd want to use it. Yeah. But they can afford it, so fuck it. Yeah, maybe do that. I don't know. Whatever they decide to do, it's been a while since they've been over there. So if they on a regular basis. Yeah. On a regular basis. Like they were just there. Yeah, they need to have one over there every year. Yeah. Kind of like they do they had to have two in Saudi every year. So why can't yeah. they put, put put one in either UK, Europe, Europe any, anywhere in Europe? Yeah, <laughs> I would I would do at least two, and maybe give them like a pay per view somewhere. Yeah, two to three shows down there a year isn't that bad. But we'll see what they decide to do. Okay, we uh, we we have uh, actually we have two talking points this week, hmm. 
and we'll go ahead and get to the first one. Uh, so there. Sing uh, back. Uh, but also coming out out of the. And I don't know what moment he's talking about. A <laughs> uh, still has been released from AEW. Okay. Yeah. We were and, wondering which moment you were, which uh, talking point you were talking about, because it got sketchy for a bit. And uh, there's been word now that there's they've started talks on buying out CM Punk's contract. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, dude. Like, I don't know if you can hear us right now. Okay, okay. there you are. I just can't make yeah. Like, it, it, we we could not hear anything from you. And the, the only thing that came across was, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I would just start that whole bit again. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Okay, I would just start that whole bit again because we got almost none of it. And we lost him again. <laughs> and we lost him again. So it looks like this is how it's going to be for today. So I'm just going to go ahead and take over right now. Um, how, how do you feel about this whole situation, Andrew, now that you know that a steal has been released and that there's talks, there's the talk that they're negotiating the buyout of CM Punk? Yes. Oh, good Lord. Well, why not? <laughs> they say he's a cancer in the locker room. He might be good on TV, good in ratings, but if he can't work with the guys in the back and get along with everybody, what's the point of having him? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to see him in, in WWE like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen a lot of people very disappointed in how this run is ending, right? We all had high expectations about yes. how this was going to go. Seven years, man. It took seven years. We were happy. Tony was so happy. That was a big get for Tony and AEW. They got the return of CM Punk to happen. What in the end, after everything has happened, what a letdown these last two months. Yeah, not only that, he was injured too. Two injuries, he gets injured, comes back, he gets injured right again, really quick. So, is his body not able to hold up, and that's affecting his mind? His not his mind, his. Disposition, I guess you would say. Hmm. He's, he's mad at himself because he can't stay healthy. Then he gets takes down the people in the back. 
I would say it is affecting his state of mind. And by it affecting his state of mind, I think it's also affecting his attitude. Right. Because yeah. he had he probably set expectations for himself as well as far as what he wanted to do in AEW. And for his body to not be able to hold up, he's got to be mad at himself for maybe holding out for seven years. But where else were you going to go? You couldn't go to WWE because that's just going back to that toxic environment he talked about. Yeah. And you could have gone to AEW at the beginning, but you didn't know how that whole situation was going to turn out. Yeah, but when he left WWE, New Japan was around, Impact was around, Ring of Honor was around. He could have always went there, but he decided not to. I guess he thought he was too big for that. I don't think is that he thought he was too big. I just think he... I'm going to be completely honest here. I don't think he could have hung around in New Japan. No. Even as even as soon as he left WWE, let's say there wasn't that seven-year gap. If maybe there was, let's say he took six months, right? And then decided, you know what? I'm going to go to New Japan. I don't think he would have been able to hang. It's a different monster. It's a different level of intensity. I'm surprised he hung out in AEW, to be honest. Yeah, because New Japan, they have that, you know, they call it the strong style. They, yeah. they, uh, they, they use stiff punches over there. You know, they fight more stiff. Unless if you use them more as a mouthpiece than an actual competitor, then maybe it would have worked. But we will never know. And I hope we never find out. Because he needs to stay away. Like, you're jaded. Wherever you go, it's not going to be the same. Because... Not that we aren't CM Punk fans, because like we said, we are. But you haven't painted the best picture for yourself these last couple of months with everything that is happening. And if you're just going to bring that toxic toxicity back to uh, WWE that's thriving again under new management, or bring down the morale in New Japan, it's not worth it, man. I, I it, It's time for him to retire fully. By the way, Toxicity, great song. Yes. <laughs> really great song. But yeah, man, it, it, it's jaded now. It's never going to be the same. It's never going to have the same level of excitement. So 
you ruined it. And he has no, to be honest, he has nobody to blame but himself. I hate that I have to say that because I was really excited and I really liked him, but you fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did. He really did. Uh, you know, that, that first injury, I would say that was his fault because he admitted that he hit his foot on the guardrail when he was doing his stage dive. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe if you if you don't if you don't do that, maybe you don't get the injury in the first place, the first injury, and then you could have had this the summer of punk. Yeah. If it wasn't for the injuries, I don't <laughs> think he would have gotten to the level of anger that he did. I think the injuries frustrated him. Yeah. But he should have stayed professional about it. I just hate that situation so much. But also, if if we are going to see him in WWE, it's still going to be a while for that to happen. Because the only thing that's holding up the buyout right now is uh, the the non-compete. You know. How long do they want to keep him under a non-compete? Because if they're going to buy off his contract, that means he's going to get millions from AEW. Yeah, so they don't want him just going off to WWE and getting getting millions for them from them too at the same time. I'm hearing ninety days. I, I, well, I've also heard maybe wait until the injury clears up. Then do the buyout with the non compete. That's going to really set him off as well. Yeah, because now you're talking about close to a year. Yeah. And sure, sure you're injured. And so that's going to stop you from going anywhere anytime soon. But. At least in his mind, he'll be like, if I wanted to, I could go. But yeah, man, I'm with you. I don't want to see him in WWE because it's just going to be toxic. Wherever he goes, he might be happy for three months, if that. Who's to say it's not going to happen again somewhere else? (laughs) I really hate that shit. I really went <laughs> through. That kind of brought me down a little bit, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, but you next, know, it is what it is. We had to talk about it. Well, this next topic might might not do you any better. Oh, it's not. So on Wednesday on this on Tuesday, well, not Wednesday, Tuesday on AEW, the main event was Moxley against Hangman. For the for the title, uh, at one point during the match, Moxley did a lariat on Hangman, and when Hangman he, he when he fell back, he kind of landed on his head, and a referee was forced to stop the match. They had a uh, they had the, the doctors in there. Uh, 
and they had to stretcher him out. Uh, where it is, it's another another con- concussion for AEW wrestlers. Ad- Adam Cole's been out since since uh, uh, since Forbidden Door with the concussion, and we're not sure when we're going to see him again. And I know Danielson's had concussions in AEW as well, among others. Uh, I I I I have heard though that people in the crowd said that Hangman did give a thumbs up on his way out of the arena on on the stretcher, so at, at least he was somewhat conscious conscious, and at least at least it wasn't his neck or his spine because it could have been it could have been a lot worse. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's people are saying now that. We're wondering if is AEW uh, too too much of a of a risk for wrestlers, you know, because there's been so many injuries. Is uh, I, I don't I don't know how how else to put it, uh, but yeah. How do you feel, Andrew? Do you think that maybe AEW is risking it too much and that they should maybe hold back on having as many extreme spots as they normally have? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that wasn't even an extreme spot. That was just normal. Yeah, that was. He just he just fell down the wrong wrong way. That's, I'm going to go back to what Moxley said at the time while he was in the ring after he got the mic and they were trying to get the camera off Hangman. Every time you get in this ring, in the ring, there's a risk. These guys know the risk. Some can do, some's willing to take that risk. If you're not, you don't deserve to be there. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling yeah. is a sport that has risk. <laughs> Every company out there has. Every company injuries. has injuries. Yeah. It's, and I just not sure if I see one company more than another have more injuries. Yeah, a, a, a WWE, they're they're better at hiding their injuries than AEW is. Yeah, because the level of physicality in WWE doesn't match up to the level of physicality they do in AEW. Right, it's the whole thing of of you know AEW wrestlers they they have more freedom to to. Have. Do more in their their move set than WWE, and they could take the more risks. Yeah, yeah. So whenever I heard people talking that maybe AEW should hold back and not do as many extreme spots as they do because they've had so many injuries, it's like Andrew said, this wasn't even an extreme spot. It was just a freak accident, you know? And Hangman did 
tweet out the following day saying, hey, guys, I'm fine for now. We're going to see how this goes. But I'm just sitting here having a panini. <laughs> He's out there doing panini shit instead of cowboy shit. He's got to take it easy on himself for a little yeah. bit. But I do believe that there's no argument that can be made here because this was just an unfortunate injury. Yeah, I, I mean, take the 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 latter spot a couple of years ago with Matt Hardy at All Out against against Sammy. Yeah, when he he fell and hit his head on the concrete, and I know some people were were making a big deal there because. They didn't stop the match. They kept it going, which yeah. I mean, they probably should have stopped it. But I know Matt Hardy took some time off from that. Well, it looks like they learned from their mistakes, so they stopped this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And you got to yeah. remember, this company is only three years well, old. Three years old. Yeah, it's whereas WWE's sixty. Oh, I'm not sure how old they are, but <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, sixty, sixty-two. So they have more experience. Yeah, with, with this type of thing. And Tony's only been doing this three years. Vince, even before that, and Triple H. Now they've been doing it twenty, at least twenty, twenty-five years. So they have better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, there's a learning curve too. Yeah. Because but, even though Tony is a fan, he's fairly new to building a company like this. And there's things that he's going to need to learn. And this is just one of those things. You know, you got to look out for your employees. You got to look out for your talent. And when it comes to having to stop a match, you just got to stop a match. Don't let it go just because you want the reaction or because right. this was the scheduled spot. This was the scheduled time you have. You have to be careful with your talent. So, yeah, I think he's learning and he's doing a good job about it. And if AEW tries to limit the wrestlers, like the other, like, would we still be that interested? As interested as we are now, we watch it because they seems like they have less limits. Yeah, yeah, because which makes it, it more exciting, more, more, <laughs> just more. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a whole thing, you know. Uh, AEW is pro wrestling, and WWE is sports entertainment. Right, because. At the time when AEW started up, I, I believe we even said it here, it's a game changer. Yeah. And you can't go back. You got to go forward. But I have noticed that ever since Triple H took over, uh, there's been a little more a little more uh, a, a, a little more, uh, uh different style, I guess you could say, you know, the wrestlers are a, a more free to, yes. 
do moves. You know, maybe not, maybe not a, a, as extreme as AEW, but they're still given some more freedom there than they had before. Yeah, I mean, look at Liv Morgan. Yeah. She's crashing hard through those tables, man. Yeah, and like Andrew was just telling us, is that one that spot just now with Von uh, <laughs> Wagner? Yeah, he threw. Yeah. He threw Wesley onto the announce table from the ring. And Wesley came back and actually won the ladder match. But that's <laughs> Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> hey, man, good for him. Like, there, there isn't that many people I know in NXT right now because, yeah, with all the releases that happened and shit like that, they had to get a whole bunch of new people. Yeah, and, and whoever was left there are on the main roster. <laughs> yeah. But I do know Wesley. So I'm, I'm glad he I'm glad he got that win. So so was that for the North American title? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So he's a new champ. Yes, yeah, new champ. So that pretty much means Carmelo Hayes is, is pretty much, might be on his way to the main roster. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think he'll probably get a video package in the next month. Yeah. Maybe even two weeks. Maybe best Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it's picking up in WWE. They're doing a lot better with the movesets and letting them have a little bit more creative freedom. You you just can't compare the two. And AEW, like I said, they can't go backwards. They can't start playing it safer now when that's the way you started up, you know? You started off going again no pun intended but pun intended all in <laughs> and that that's what you're known for so if you do try and be a little bit more tame now for the safety of your talent you're going to lose out on a lot of viewers yeah. <laughs> and maybe even talent they're like, well, this isn't what it used to be. We'd get paid more over there, and they might even make the jump. Go get paid more in WWE, and you don't risk it as much, you know? I don't know, man. It, it's a, it'd be a weird situation to find yourself in. And and a lot of the people that are saying this stuff are the the the, the WWE marks, the the ones that don't that don't like AEW. Yeah, that's that's also a big problem. Tribalism. Why can't you? Why can't look? Why can't you just be like us and enjoy both? Yes. yes. <laughs> or enjoy I, mean, I mean, up and up until up until July, we were only enjoying one of them. But but that no, but we were enjoying New Japan too. Okay, so and Ring of Three. It, well, it was more. I guess of, AEW and Ring of Honor's kind of kind together of, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and with the issues we had with WWE, it was really just due to how it was being ran like there's people that we like in there 
we love a lot of the talent in WWE. And that was the main issue I had is I said it a lot. They deserved better. Like the only person you were pushing was Roman Reigns. And mm-hmm. like now Seth Rollins is in a better spotlight. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is in a better spotlight. Bobby Lashley is in a better spotlight. There's a lot of stuff going on for everybody. It's not just the Roman Reigns show. Yep. And finally, Brock Lesnar's involved in a story that doesn't have anything to do with the title. Yeah. And, no, spoiler, some, if this was one of your moments, I apologize. But Brock Lesnar got beat down. When yeah, is I think this was your moment this week. <laughs> yeah. When is the last time you saw that? Yeah. I, I, I can't think of it. Me neither. Uh, it's been a very long time. Well, it would have been SummerSlam when he didn't win the title. Oh. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, no, but dominated. Yeah, domination. Goldberg, Goldberg by one rare, person. By one person. Goldberg gets a rare series twenty sixteen when he lost in like a minute. Then six years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like no. When he lost to uh, Drew at the audience free WrestleMania. Yeah, but could, um, well, could you call that a domination, though? Um, I don't know. Drew kicked out of what? Four F5s? Then he did three Claymores on him? <laughs> yeah, I but guess. like Brock had offense. Yeah. Like, he did shit. <laughs> yeah. Like he didn't do much here against Lashley. He got taken by surprise. And he got beat down. <laughs> and it's been a very long time since you've seen that. In in not even a match, just in in a standoff, pretty much. So yeah, man, it it we're seeing a lot of different shit. And it's just good shit. So just shut up with the negativity coming from one of the guys that's probably uh the most negative in the world, but just enjoy it, man. That that's all I really want to say. Yeah, sorry, the lights <laughs> went out in Halloween havoc, and I don't know what's going on. Okay, <laughs> so I, it caught my attention for a while, but yeah, just shut up and enjoy it, man. Like, I know we were critical about WWE because of how it was going. So you're ahead of me on Halloween Havoc. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's getting good. And AEW is still good, all things considered. It's still very entertaining and very risk-taking. But that's what we signed up for. So don't be a little bitch about it. Don't cry about it just because, and I have a feeling one of the reasons these WWE marks are crying about it is because they got beat on Tuesday when they were like, "Oh, we're gonna take we're gonna take out AEW on one day," <laughs> you know, and you brought in Shinsuke, 
You brought in fucking Good Brothers. Yeah, you brought in Rhea. Rhea. Raquel. Yeah. You brought in a whole bunch of people that are on main roster. KO. Sonya. And you still got beat. That is one of the things I hate is people focus too much on the ratings. <laughs> Just enjoy the products. We've even said, you've said it even here before, Johnny. And and you're the one that brings up like the ratings most of the time. Because you're the news guy. That's your thing. We get it. And, and, and the ratings are out there, so fuck it. We're going to talk about it. But in the end, if you enjoy it, enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, don't watch it. Why you got to shit talk it? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, like I was saying, there were, there's other, other things going on. You know, there's, you know, NBA just starting up, NHL starting up, the, at the baseball playoffs. There's, you know, NFL. You know, if you're into soccer, I know MLS has their playoffs going on right now. So, World Cup is coming up. Yeah, yeah, the World Cup in for the first time in December. Yeah. Uh, so if you know, if you don't like wrestling, there's lots of other stuff you can watch. Yeah. So take your stupid ass over there and watch something else. <laughs> there, I said it. But speaking of watching, there. speaking of watching something else. Uh, one one last bit of news that uh, I, I remember because you mentioned ROH is that I heard that we may be getting an announcement soon, probably at final battle of the of a of a TV deal for ROH TV, and I've heard it's going to be it may be a weekly series on HBO Max, which I, I'm I'm good with it. That's not bad. Yeah. Because you can watch it whenever you want. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't have to compete with anything. Right. It might even do better than if it if it was on a TV deal. Yeah, because I because I, I I'm I'm pretty sure millions of people will subscribe to HBO Max. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think this is a smart move, if that's what it is, because a lot of people that wouldn't be able to watch it would be able to on your own time, like away from AEW, away from WWE. Yeah, like, and, and then. Plus, with that, they would be adding the content libraries of, of both Ring of Honor and AEW. Yeah. Going back and be able to watch a lot of the shit from the very beginning. Hell yes. I'd rewatch all that shit. That whole first year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man. I, I might I might have to rewatch that if that's what they do. But. <laughs> Look, man, there's danger everywhere. No matter what company it is, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be accidents. So just don't don't talk shit. Just enjoy it. 
I'm, I hate that accident happened. I feel bad for Hangman, but they got Chris Nowinski helping out. Like they're doing what they can to make this right and to treat Hangman right. So just let it happen. He's gonna come back as long as he feels comfortable, and everything is gonna be fine. So yeah, I, I don't think AEW is a dangerous environment to work with. Is it more risky? Yes, but the danger level is always going to be there, no matter what company you work for. So that is that. So now that we've made it through the news and some very triggering talking points for me and for <laughs> a lot of us, I'm going to go back to Johnny. And get his moment for WWE this week. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Something just fell over here. Good. So, uh, since they don't have a top title on Raw, since, you know, Roman has both titles on SmackDown, I like what they're doing with the the, uh, United States title. You know, they're making it more important. Because uh, right now Seth is the champion. This and this started out, out as Elias came back. You know he didn't have the guitar. He had a he had a keyboard and he was gonna play a song. And then Riddle comes out because Riddle was gonna uh, Riddle was gonna face Seth. And uh, and so yeah, he had bongos with him, and like because <laughs> he he wanted to play with Elias. I, I love the line Riddle said to uh, to Elias, <laughs> "You you want to uh, you want to hit my bong? You want to hit my bong?" <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> that's a Riddle's whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so you know that they they had a good little back back and forth. I uh, I, I don't know. If he did. I think he did the song. I, I stepped out of the room for a couple minutes, but. When I came, by the time I came, Max Hess was coming out, and uh, so then they started having their match. Uh, Elias was out there, out there the the entire time. You know, Seth, Seth. Uh, they kept yelling back and forth at each other, uh, and at, at at one point, uh, and, uh, and Elias he was trying to help help out Riddle. Uh, he was. I forget what he what he did, but but he he missed and he 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 was gonna hit Seth, but he hit Riddle instead, and that caused Seth to get the stomp and and, and beat uh, Matt Riddle for uh, in the match. So maybe there might be some some dissension with with Riddle and and Elias, but then out of nowhere. Mustafa Ali comes out and starts jumping all over Seth Rollins, and that just makes this whole U.S. title picture more important because now you have four, it sees four wrestlers in the, in the same in the same story pretty much, and and they're like, yeah, Matt Riddle and Seth were already there, but now you're adding new people. Mustafa Ali and Elias. Yeah. And it makes it makes them feel important too. 
And it makes it unpredictable. Yeah. And that's what I like. That's what it needs to be. I I always hated how predictable it was when, when Vince was around. Yes. That's what made it boring to me. So to not have a clear picture as far as who's going to be next to go up against Seth, this could even lead up to setting up a four-way match. Yeah, right. And if that's what they do, fuck yeah. Because you got Rollins, you got Riddle, you got Elias, and you got Mustafa Ali. That is a hell of a match. And this is just me, but I would give it to Ali. I think he deserves it. Oh, yeah, I, I do too. If that's what's going to happen, if that's where they're leading, put it on Ali. He had a deal with the Retribution for That yeah. didn't work out. And everything they've tried to do with him ever since hasn't worked. And that's mostly WWE slash Vince's fault. Right. So, not now we're in a better place. You're building them up. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, I love that shit, man. I can't wait to see what they do. Yeah. Now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew. And his moment for WWE. Uh, okay. This is an interesting thought I had where WWE is trying to copy AEW. And I mentioned this to Triggered earlier this week with a new, I guess, I don't know. I'm not even sure if it's, he's going to be there every week, but he was there this week. And he seems like he's kind of being the mouthpiece for another wrestler wearing a suit <laughs> and joining the announce team when he comes out. And this is JBL coming out and being the mouthpiece slash managers for Corbin, who's Baron Corbin again. He's not King Corbin. He's not Happy Corbin. He's Baron Corbin again. <laughs> well, I mean, he still had the video, pack the video of uh, Titan Tron and the entrance and he still wore, wore the suit and hat like Happy Corbin, but I don't know. Maybe they'll change that. Yeah. But, yeah. And, he, and his match with Dolph wasn't bad, considering Dolph's the next world champion. All the stuff JBL said, but I think they're trying to make, maybe copy the Blackpool Combat Club a little bit. with. <laughs> <laughs> The way Regal comes out from and his association with Moxley and Danielson and all of them, maybe JBL, JBL can be a mentor to Corbin to start and maybe add some people into it, and this could become a stable like that. So mm. I think it's an interesting thought that could happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is. I, I know this is what some people said throughout the week ever since we saw JBL show back up. And we knew he was going to eventually because the last thing we saw with Corbin was him being picked up by the limo. 
So we knew it was going to happen. And JBL hasn't really painted himself the best picture these last couple of years either. But sometimes you have to separate what he does in real life and just see where this character, this new version of Corbin is going. I just have two things to say about this. And one of the things Johnny already mentioned. If it is going to be just Baron Corbin, you need to change the Tron. You need to change the music. Where either you go back to Lone Wolf, Baron Corbin, or you give him new music. Yeah. One or the other. So that's the one thing I want to see happen. The other thing I want to see happen, and I don't know why this bothered me so much, but I wasn't the only one. JBL, who did your suit, bro? <laughs> yeah. That, that is not a good fit for you. This ain't a zoot suit. You ain't no pantillero <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. You're no Pachuco, man. What the fuck? <laughs> he needs a better tailor. Magazine? What the shit? Yeah, that suit did not fit him well. You got the money, bro. <laughs> I get that shit tailored. Yeah, that... that I, I like what they're doing with Corbin. I like this start of a change for him. If you're going to make JBO work, you got to fix the suits, man. <laughs> I'm hoping it was just like maybe they rushed it somehow and he didn't have a suit ready. But, God, that was just horrible. That was a horrible suit. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I'm, I'm. this is the most interested I've been in Corbin in a very long time. Ever since bum-ass Corbin. <laughs> out there asking for money in Vegas and shit. Yeah. We'll see where it goes, but I'm interested in this shit. So, for my moment, this isn't where I was going to originally go. Because I don't want to put myself as the, oh, he only talked about Bray Wyatt, and now we'll get. <laughs> but, I already spoke about how extreme Liv Morgan is getting and that whole character change she seems to be going through is gold. Yes. Like, even in defeat, like with every loss, she gets a little bit more crazy. I have zero clue as to how this is going to end, but I'm excited to see where this is going to go. This was a double clown out with her and Sonya. Sonya. But it worked. A lot of people don't like a double clown out. They want to see a clear winner. But I was fine with this because it's building up her character. And I think you got to do right by her, seeing as how they did her women's title run. This is a good start. I don't know where it's going. I know a lot of people say, oh, she's one of the wise things. We don't know that shit. 
we don't even know if it's going to be six different people. Yeah. So, and that's going to be a long, a long time from now because they got to build Bray back up. So it's going to be a lot of story before we see him in the ring again. And I'm fine with that. But yeah, just Liv Morgan with the makeup and like somebody even said that's pain maker Liv Morgan because that's kind of what it looked like. (laughs) But yeah, I just really like Liv. I really like that this new attitude she has. And I'm excited for it. You know what vibes I got from her outfit? Hmm. Suicide, the first Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> and come on, Harley's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. I love me a psycho. So bring. We it all love psychos. On. Come on. Yeah, we all love. <laughs> if you don't love psychos, if you don't love a good psycho chick, you're just lying to yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> they. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We're gonna go there. My mind never <laughs> leaves the oh she's a freak. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I really like what they're doing with Liv. I hope they continue it. I have all the high hopes for it now that Triple H is there. So just just let it ride, man. Let this good shit ride. And yeah, can't wait to see what Bray Wyatt does. Another QR code this week that led to like a psychological evaluation that was done. Yep. And I believe 1987 was the date. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Somebody. It, it, he wasn't born then, was he? I don't know, but I think, <laughs> I think that was the date. Maybe he was born in 87. Yeah. I don't know. Do a psycho psychological evaluation on a baby. Uh, but a lot of people are thinking that this what actually was uh, the evaluation for Alexa. Mm. It's interesting because again, this came from a QR code, so you got to read into the details and see what it is. So, as I told Johnny earlier today. The case number on the on this psychological evaluation, everybody started saying that looks like a phone number. And it is. And I called it three more times before we even went live. <laughs> and it goes straight to a voice message, and all it says is, oh no, not me. I never lost control. Oh, no, not me. We never lost control. (laughs) Oh, no, not me. I never lost control. It's the man who saved the world. Damn right. So it is so fucking deep, man. And as, as soon as I heard it, the first time I heard it, I was like, I know this song. And, and I, I, I made the call three times, and I'm like, that's the man who's the world. Not only did you use one of my favorite songs ever, but 
God damn it, if I don't love all of this shit. It's it's gonna be a slow burn. It's gonna it's gonna take I would say at least six to nine months before this starts peeing off. <laughs> but it is gonna be little by little getting more and more interesting. And this is just week two. He was born in eighty seven. Okay. So it was so it's a baby Bray psycho evaluation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should have used a different date, but hell, look, it is what it is. I'm not going to pay attention to that detail. I'm just going to enjoy the ride, like I said. Yeah, man, between, between Liv Morgan being all psycho and laughing at a loss or at a double count out and all that shit, and the build of her character and building Bray back up and just Riddle, Rollins, Elias, and Mustafa Ali, Brock, everything. Just, it all feels better. Everything's got my interest. And I just fucking love WWE again. <laughs> just like that. It took Triple H. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that will and that what we've been saying for years. Yes. And I I just never thought we would get here this soon, you know. I thought it was going to be longer before we got to it. But we're here. So just enjoy it. Don't be a little bitch. And there's, mm. there's and there's a new tag team on uh, that's it's on main still on they're still on main event right now, but they're soon to make their raw debut. A, a team that you would never think of, our truth and Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, I saw that they were together the other day, and that is something. Like obviously they were on main event, but that is something that could, that could easily transfer over to main roster, especially since you're working on your tag division as well. Yeah, that would work. Also, if you didn't, I, I, I don't know if you noticed, but two of the people that came out to, to pull apart, uh, Lashley and, and Lesnar, were Cedric and, and Shelton. Yeah. You know, they were they were trying to keep that hurt business alive. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, Maybe. I mean, they didn't play into it, though. You know, they didn't start beating Brock up along yes. so long time last year. I wouldn't do that anymore no no I, yeah and I, I i like you know see where this new shelton and our truth team goes yeah yeah so just forget about the past forget about forget about all the shit vince had going on like you've closed the chapter on a lot of that shit all the new stuff is working we just got to move on from it and for fuck's sakes, just let someone say he's from AEW. Right. That's all we needed, and this would have been a perfect week for WWE. I, I, heard, some, weeks. I heard some people even say that, that Austin Theory might even cash in the money and make tonight against uh, Ron Breaker. We will see. Which I'm not mad at because <laughs> he's not going anywhere with that briefcase. No. 
and and he can't cash it in on a main roster title. Yeah, so he's, that would he's just not, devalue it. He's not beating Roman. No, no, he's not beating Roman. He's not beating Rollins. Like he's not. Beating he's not Gunther. beating Gunther. <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> Fucking Gunther would finish him in like a minute. He can cash it in on Dana Brooke. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, the best he could help for is Dana Brooke. I think she'd probably beat him, too. Probably. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I agree. Let Dana Brooke beat him. He would be a fucking dumbass that cashes in for the 24-7. Which, ever since Triple X took over, we haven't even seen a 24-7 title. Except for that one time when, when uh, Dana and Tamina were in, in that tournament. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine that we're not seeing it. They yeah. have enough titles on main roster. Yeah. And that title didn't mean nothing anyway. No. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Just retire it. Yeah. I mean, keep it for the live shows for fun, you know? Like yeah. house shows. <laughs> Look, house shows are different from live shows. Like televised, let her defend it on main event. Yeah, let let it be just be something that happens on there, and that's fine. But yeah, a lot of good shit going on over there right now. So now that we've gone through our moments for WWE, I'm gonna go back to Johnny and get his moment for AEW this week. So this week we. On Dynamite, I think we saw the best promo of the year. Uh, and, of course, it, it has to do with MJF. <laughs> I think this is better than the promo he cut earlier in the year with CM Punk when he said CM Punk let him down. Uh, this was between Regal and MJF. So Shivani's in the ring. He's about to talk to William Regal, and uh, going to talk about the the match later on with Moxley and Page. And all Regal says, just he just says for the AEW title. And MJF music hits. MJF comes out. He grabs the mic. He starts cutting this great promo about because uh, he had previously said that. That he and him and Regal have history. Well, he was saying that years ago, probably about uh, seven years ago, uh, MJF was in in the Creator Pro Wrestling School, which is run by Pat Buck and Brian Myers. And you know, they came to him one day. They said, "Hey, you know, we we got good news for you. We got we got you some WWE work." So you know, he packed up, went to the Went to the to the performance center, and uh, they had him do uh, along with a group of other other wrestlers had him do some tryout matches. I think he, he said it was in front of uh, Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, William Regal, and the one other person I can't remember who who it was, but uh, like like the first he said the first wrestler wrestler got in the ring. And as soon as the bell rang, Arnie Anderson was like out. <laughs> like, like they can tell that fast if you, if you're gonna cut it. So MJF has his trial match, 
and then afterwards Regal takes him, just him takes him to the back. You know, says, "Hey, you know what? I, 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 I like, you know, I like what you're doing here. I think you got what it takes." You know, and then he asks him, he's like, "How old are you?" MJF uh, said, "19." Then Regal said, "Well, you're not, you're not quite old enough yet." I guess WWE standards maybe has to be over 21. Uh, but uh, so then Regal says, well, you know what? Uh, just, you know, send me, you know, send me a, a match every day. And, and every month. Every month. Every month and, you know, keep in touch. And so MJF starts sending him these, these matches and uh in the in the replies to the to the email, it's always the same thing. He said, "You know, I, I, uh, you know, some something to the effect of, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get a chance to look at it, you know, and probably run around the the third time that that happened, you know, uh, MJF gets just got frustrated and and uh, just sent an email." And he got an email back, which he said that he saved on his phone for the last seven years. That was pretty much saying that, uh, you know, he, he sees, you know, lots of wrestlers come and go and how he doesn't have time to, to look at look at everyone that, uh, you know, just just keep, keep pushing out, and, you know, uh, somewhere else and and one day he'll uh, Regal will get back in touch but that day never came and so you know MJF thought you know I've, I've got him you know he's got no rebuttal <laughs> Regal did have he had a rebuttal <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> yeah he said he said I, I said that to, to stuff to you to light a fire under you because, because I knew you have you had what it takes back then, but you have to, you have to, you know, persevere. You know, he told him the story of how, you know, when he was sixteen, he had to he had to go fight fight with 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 men that are a lot were a lot older than him, and and he had to take his bumps at sixteen. He said, nowadays, you, you know, you can't do that anymore, and. My uh, Taekwondo instructor has he has the word for this. He, he calls it the the pussification of America. When and, <laughs> that, and that's true because you you can't really just go out now and just beat up a sixteen year old anymore. I mean, you can. You can, but there's a lot more consequences. Yeah. I mean, my instructor will tell me when he was coming up. You know, he was like a nineteen year old kid fighting grown men and you know they didn't care if you if you were hurt right now, now it's different now you know everybody cries for, for for little things and and you gotta watch out what you say and what you do but he was, he was also talking about uh mgf not earning it by looking for the easy way out like knocking people out with the ring hiring other people to come in yeah stuff like yeah. that it says you didn't earn nothing <laughs> yeah I think there was a line where Regal was like, just because you are here and you are getting this paycheck doesn't mean you've earned it. 
Yeah, right. That doesn't mean anything to me. You know, you can yeah. make all the millions of dollars you want, but but if you you know taking these shortcuts, you know, using the ring, the diamond ring, that's not going to cut it. And he pulled out the next. He said, "I use these just because I like to hit people with them." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regal says, "If a bloody email is what it took, and you held on to it for seven years." Then you've had it easy, kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he said, "What you know? Just you know, prove to me that what you know what you got." So this led to later on in the match, or later on in the night after the hangman injury. Which credit to them, they they uh, they you know they they pulled a, a, a curveball here because they they still had they still had about five minutes left of the show. It was about ten uh, when so, he got injured. Yeah, yeah, but by the time they got him out, but so then you know after Moxley got got the mic and said these were the words he had to say, he called out MJF. MJF came out with with Bryce Rinsberg. So essentially, the 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 uh, the chip has uh, become a money in the bank uh, briefcase. Yeah. Uh, so. He, you know, he takes off his 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 scarf, and, and you know he's he's not prepared to wrestle. He's got his nice shirt on and everything, and he he took takes his shirt off. But then before before they can start the match, he hands the ship over to Regal, and he said that you know I, no I'm I'm not going to do it here. So instead. I'm gonna cash it in at full gear. So that's gonna be your main event for full gear. CM Punk versus no, CM Punk, name it. MJF versus John Moxley for the AEW title. I was say, please not CM Punk. No. <laughs> uh, and full gear is gonna be on a Saturday. It'll be on Saturday, November nineteenth. Yeah, William Regal just. God, if he doesn't have a way with words on the mic. <laughs> yes. I like I like that at the very end where he was like, you say you're the devil. You got to prove it to these people. Yeah. So he just turns his back to MJF. Right. Yes. Puts his arms out. And then he's just like, come on, do it, man. If you really are as bad of a person as you say you are take the shot and he doesn't and William Regal turns around and he gives him that look of I knew I knew you don't have it in you fucking greatness yeah best promo of the year yes that's what I was going to say this will be and, promo of the year and there is something that I wanted to say last week, but my mind goes everywhere. I think of a lot of things. So sometimes I forget like things that I want to say because I just want to say so much. And this segment here reminded me of what I wanted to say. With, with Regal and MJF this week and with Bray Wyatt last week, Rooted in realism. That's what I like. 
when you take a little bit of real life and you mix it in with who you are in ring, it always works so perfect. Because we know you're acting, but it humanizes you. It makes people relate to you even more. And that's what I love. That's what I love this week with Regal and MJF. That's what I loved last week with Bray Wyatt. It feels so much better, so much more unique when you have that realist, realism in there. <laughs> Fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anything tops that this week in AEW, but we're going to give it a shot. So, Andrew. What's your <laughs> moment for AEW this week? Uh, the women's title match. Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida, who we got pictures with, remind you, two years ago, a year ago. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but they're fighting their match. It's a great match, all in all. Back and forth. Tony ends up getting the win. Then we get outside people coming out. Hater, Rebel, Baker. They're out there beating on Tony Storm. Then Soraya comes out. Her and Britt Baker fight to the back. Now we get a returning Riho. <laughs> Which, come on, you gotta love Riho, the yeah. first ever AEW Women's Champion. Yeah, <laughs> and she takes care of Jamie Hader. And hey, I just love it. They're putting. It's not just two women telling a story in this match. It's yeah. all of them telling a story in this match. You yeah. got Riho and. Hater telling a story. You got Saray and Britt telling a story. And <laughs> yeah. And There's just storylines going everywhere. And hey, I love it. Yeah. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of people saying. Even though it was like one match, pretty much everything rolled into one. They are achieving so much in the women's division right now, and that is what was missing. Yes, in AEW, and now we're starting to get it. So, yeah, I was happy to see Riho back. I'm happy that Soraya is out there getting physical with Britt Baker. Like Jamie Hader versus Riho is going to be a hell of a match. Love it, man. Love that the women are getting the recognition finally and getting a bit of the spotlight on them. Yeah, and uh, Shida got the she came out with her two other titles that she has in, in Japan. Yeah, just makes it all feel even more special, even more unique. That 
They're trying to prove how badass their women's division is. Yeah. When she's got that feel that FTR has whenever they come out with all their titles. It's a big deal. And I'm just glad the women are finally in this position. Because they deserve it, man. They've been put through so much and busting their ass. They deserve this shit. And we're just getting started, man. It it took... This is what it feels like, not only to me, but to other people as well from what I've seen. It took getting someone like Soraya, who you can't fuck up because a lot of people will turn your turn their back on you if you fuck up that character. <laughs> but to elevate her, you got to elevate all the other women as well. And that's what's happening. So, hell yeah, man. All the good shit from the women starting to happen. So fucking love that as well. Um, <laughs> fucking Orange Cassidy, man. <laughs> I love that he's all Atlantic champion. And I, I find it funny that it was it was him behind the bar offering drinks. And he's like, look, man, if y'all don't want these drinks, I know what y'all want. Y'all want to come for my title? We're good. We can do this shit at Rampage. Yeah. And, you know, three-way match. Yeah, because the match was just going to be Tin versus Roosh. Yeah. So he kind of took offense that they didn't want his drinks. He's like, well, if you don't want my drinks, you want my title, you got to come and take it from me. And, and he turns around and he just says, Tony, camera pans over. It's Tony Khan having a drink. <laughs> and he's, all, all Tony says is, book it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I love it, man. And the match was greatness. Orange Cassidy coming out and having the title in the backpack. (laughs) I just fucking love it, man. We've said it from the beginning. He's one of the comedic characters that you could take seriously. Because as comedic as he is, there's that perfect balance of funny and you being able to throw down in the ring. And that's what he showed us here. And, and even before that, when he, you know, uh, he he had the microphone, he was doing a Mark Henry thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like even going into the title match, he, he, he stood in front of Mark Henry, I believe. Yeah. And he did the whole, it's time for the main event line. <laughs> Just stole it from Mark Henry, man. The little bit of TV time that Mark Henry gets and... Where he took it from him, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, for me, I I, I was having a really hard time as far as which moment I was going to go with because it was either going to be this 
or Jericho versus Dalton Castle, which was great as well. I like that they're. I, I know we said it last week that they're kind of all over the place as far as do they want to focus on Ring of Honor? Do they want to focus on AEW? It, 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 they're mixed in really well right now. But if that deal with Ring of Honor is going to happen, it makes sense. Like everything they're doing with all the Ring of Honor guys, it makes sense. And just putting Dalton Castle here with against Jericho, it's cool. I like it. And and plus, I think Dalton Castle is a great talent. You don't have to agree with it. With who he is and the boys and all that stuff, if you don't, that's fine. Yeah. But you can't deny the talent he has. And, and they wouldn't give him a big interest like that if they didn't have plans for him. Yeah. Yeah, so. Greatness, man. Orange Cassidy, Dalton Castle, Jericho. And, and you know what? I would have loved to see during that match the exchange between the Dan Housen and, and Negative One. Because they were both out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Uh, Brody's family lives near near in Jacksonville. I think they do. Yeah. How old is Negative One now? He's ten. Okay. Start training him. Yes. <laughs> I I would have I, him start doing some shit with Dan Housen. I, I think they already have. I, I, I know I've seen Amanda posting videos on in Instagram of him in the ring training. Okay. Yeah, they need to jump on it, man, because yeah. they have a great story they can tell here. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's it's like I said, man. It's all good shit. Yeah. Like, AEW's doing excellent stuff as always. They... I think they they come out of the other side from it, from all the issues with CM Punk. They did Hangman did mention the Elite the other day, so they're probably going to be making a comeback soon. I'm glad we're over that hump. You know? <laughs> and and I was pointing something out to Freddie too. Earlier, that when uh, when Adam Cole does come back, even though you know, Bobby Fish isn't, isn't there anymore and Kyle O'Reilly's out with his own injury, he has another group to come back to because Adam Cole is the original leader of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, that kind of slipped my mind a little bit just because Adam Cole has been through a lot. And plus, with him doing Undisputed Era, we all know that was, like, really damn good. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's just something he could do when he comes back. But there's that big question of, is he going to come back? I think he will. He will, just the question is when. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to take care of yourself, man. And yeah. Just- Get that shit treated, man. Get your shit right because it's nothing to fuck around with. So, yeah, man. 
Lots of great shit from WWE. Lots of great shit from AEW. We're excited for it all. Is the best way I could put. It. So, it's a what's up? Huh? Oh, I thought you were gonna say something. No, I had frozen in there for a second. Okay, <laughs> it was a little weird. It, it was like that Wyatt family. I'm just gonna cut off sound. <laughs> you sounded like for a little bit, so I'm like, we dumb? No. We ain't getting no QR codes here anytime soon. <laughs> but to see how it goes, because it's been a bit of a up and down with how what, this is gone. Wasn't there something else you wanted to discuss? Not that I remember. Anything about, about Friday the 13th? Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is what happens when... We get into the flow, and I thought we've made it through all the ragey bits. But sure, let's let's go there. So once in a while, we're gonna we're gonna have topics that are non wrestling related, and this is one of those. Yes, I'll, I'll let I'll let Andrew talk about it. And then... as you know, we're all horror horror film. Fans. <laughs> of course, I freaked. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> We're all horror film fans. Well, there's talk of them doing a remake of the original The Friday the 13th movie. Which I was down for. With Victor Miller, who was one of the writers of it, or producers of it. He, he was something. Victor Miller. But one of the producers... LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 a weird thing in this because they don't own the rights to the name Jason Voorhees. <laughs> but they own the rights to the name Friday 13th. So hmm. what's your opinion on all that? <laughs> well, I mean I don't know LeBron James other than he's a big head basketball player. Uh, so I, I don't know. He might be a horror movie fan. I, I don't know if he is okay. But, you know, if he's not, it, you know, it's just like somebody that, like a director that is it's not a wrestling fan. He just says one day, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do a documentary on the the Von Erichs or whatever, you know. Yeah. Doing, you know, doing something he, he doesn't know anything about. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't care for LeBron. Uh, you know, I like basketball, but I don't like a lot of people that play basketball because they have huge egos and they have big heads on uh you know they think they're they're the shit just because they can dribble a basketball and they can and they can dunk and and i'm i'm seeing that attitude it starts early too uh I, i've seen kids in my neighborhood that are 11 12 13 that play on teams and 
even at their age, they think they're the shit in basketball. <laughs> and, and when they're playing with other kids who, you know, they, they get upset because the other kids don't take it seriously and they're all, they want to be competitive while the other kids, they just want to have fun. And so, yeah, that, I, that aspect of basketball, I, I don't like. But I don't, yeah, I don't think LeBron should be doing that. You know, stick with what you know. Well, he does actually own a movie production company. Of course he does. And they did Space Jam 2, which I still haven't watched because I'm not going to. (laughs) I mean, if you have the money, you can buy anything. Yeah. Yeah, he owns that company, Spring Hill Entertainment. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not called, like, I'm fucking LeBron Enterprises or some shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was, I was telling Freddie earlier, you know, uh, talking about the big eagles that basketball players have, and this is going to be my hot take, but I think Kobe killed himself because that pilot had been giving orders not to fly that day but you know Kobe was rich and he had the money he said we'll go, we'll go ahead and do it anyway because he wanted a, wanted a fancy way to get to get up the, the five freeway you know and then, but you know see what now see what happened because of that. You know, that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm going to touch on the Kobe thing for a second. So he, here's, here's my thing on the Kobe thing. Yes, did it shouldn't have happened the way it happened. If, if there was warnings against not flying, don't fly. That that is as much on that pilot as it was on Kobe. Yeah. If they both knew the situation, don't put yourself in that situation because look look what happened. It ended horribly. Yes. But at the same time, not I'm not I'm not trying to justify it, but he was trying to do it out of the goodness of his heart because he was trying to get his friend and his daughter to wherever they needed to go. Yeah, he, he had good intentions, but yes, there were other ways, yes. other ways of doing that. Yeah, if he should have thought about the risk they were taking, and it wasn't worth it. Look at look at what happened. Lives were lost. And yeah, it's, it's just another one of those things that shouldn't have happened. So that, that those are my thoughts on the Kobe situation. He had good intentions, but he should have paid it he should have paid more attention to what was going on. As as far as Fucking LeBron James. 
Look here, man. Who the fuck do you think you are? Do you want to fuck, fuck around and ruin Space Jam too? I'm not gonna watch that shit. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> because you're involved. I'll just watch the original. That's fine. And that's probably what's gonna happen right here with Friday the 13th. When Andrew told me that they were gonna do this again, I'm like, I'm down because I love anything horror. But then you throw his douchebag name in <laughs> probably just doing it for the money. He doesn't even really care about it. And he doesn't really need the money either. No. So what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. You're trying to fuck over a franchise. Like, you're trying to... It, it's not going to end well. I'll be surprised if they get more than one movie out of it. And I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. We know what group of people is going to go watch this movie. Just saying. <laughs> LeBron. Yeah, they. I mean, I. I hope he doesn't put himself in the movie. If he does, I hope he gets. I hope, I hope he's the first one murdered. That's what I said. That's what. No, I, no. Even better, if he puts himself in the movie, he can play Jason. No. That way, but listen, listen to my reasoning. He wears a mask and he doesn't talk. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, it could be Slapjack. I prefer Slapjack. Let's go with Slapjack as Jason. <sighs> Even better. Look, this is the only way. This is what I told Andrew. This is the only way I'm watching this train wreck of a fucking movie. If he puts himself in the movie and he is the first one killed. <laughs> He is that token black guy. The black guy always dies first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I'll watch it. Just to see the satisfaction of him dying. And I don't give a fuck how that sounds. Take that. I was I I got mad whenever he told me that shit. <laughs> I just hate LeBron. The ego he has on him, and and it's and it's like what Andrew told me how he it's not necessarily him, but he also let this get to his head, where a bunch of people call him the goat. You are not the fucking goat. Sir. We all know who that is. <laughs> he started the original Space Jam. Thank you. Yeah. The only space jam that fucking matters. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Okay. Fuck off. <laughs> stupid bullshit asshole. We had to go there. There's yeah. But since since we're off topic and we've gone on to talk about other things. 
I want to bring up something real quick that Johnny's interested. Johnny's going to be interested in, and Andrew somewhat as well because it's his style of music as well. The When We Were Young Festival. Did y'all hear what's going on? I heard it was canceled. So they canceled today because as a of wind. wind advisory. Like there was yeah. a lot of wind. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of the bands are just finding whatever clubs they can get into. And they're starting to do live they're gonna do live shows hmm. like they're gonna be playing today one way or another some of these bands are finding a hole in the walls wherever they can yeah just get in there and play they're already there they might as well so this is the best way i can put it and someone else made the same comparison did y'all watch nick and nora's infinite playlist yes where they're <laughs> where they're running around looking for where's Fluffy? Where's Fluffy? Yep. That's what's happening in Vegas right now. Everybody's <laughs> running around trying to find out where these bands are going to play. <laughs> and it's and I, I'm a little bit jealous because I really like the lineup of this festival. Yeah, it was a really good lineup. But just the uncertainty and how things are happening right now because of the show being canceled and them just popping up anywhere. It's like, we're going to go here. Now we got to go over there. And it's, it just sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. We got to run to this club to see this band. Run across yeah. town to this club to see this band. Oops, yeah. now nothing's over here. Yes, it just <laughs> sounds so fun. And it's it's what's needed right now because you know pandemic stopped a whole lot of shit, and just to be able to do things like this again, it's fun. I I would love to go to next year's because next year's when we were young is going to be headlined by Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two. Yes, <laughs> we, we should try and go. <laughs> because I know the tickets aren't that expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just getting to Vegas. Yeah, it's getting to Vegas. And Not like the Blink One Blink One Eighty Two concert here. Yeah, eight hundred. <laughs> that was eight hundred bucks. That was a shock. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to get tickets to it. You tried. We tried to get tickets to it, but look, man, I love Blink One Eighty Two, but one. Like, I don't even know the other band they're doing this. Tour yeah, with. some local band. Yeah. So I'm I'm not that interested in them. And I love Blink-182, but $800? That's a crazy ass amount. Yeah, and, and, that's, and, that, and that's wholesale. That's not scalpers. Yeah. Yeah, that's from Ticketmaster. Yeah. And that's before fees... Before taxes, yeah, like it's eight hundred to eight hundred and fifty dollars before all that. So, but hey, man, if you have it, good, good for you. If you get to go, good for you. So, we'll we'll catch you next year at the festival. 
I've I've seen them once before. Yeah, me too. But yeah, man, we kind of went on a little bit of a different route there at the end. We had <laughs> about some other things that were important to us as well, and fuck LeBron and all that shit. So yeah, we went on a little different rant there, but I liked it. It was needed. So just to see how it goes, like always, it is time to stump the brain. Oh, let's go this way. Since uh, Halloween NXT, Halloween Havoc is on, hmm. let's go with the NXT question. Okay. Who are the only two two-time women's NXT champions? Which two superstars are the only two-time champions? Mm-hmm. NXT women. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can rule out one. <laughs> Santino was never there. <laughs> uh, Charlotte Flair. And it's the honor of me. It's Mandy. Okay, the other one was uh, I'm going to say Candace LeRae. No. Shayna Baszler. Hmm. I got the Charlotte one right, though. Yes, you got Charlotte right, so you got 50%. (laughs) But it was Shayna, then Kari took it from Shayna, then Shayna took it back from Kari. So, (laughs) So, yeah, it was Charlotte Charlotte Flair and Shayna Baszler. And Charlotte won it like she was the second ever champion. Yeah. And then she won it. She won it at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania when she took on Rhea. Yeah. Yeah, I knew Charlotte was one of them. I wasn't so sure on the second one. I would have probably gone with like, I don't know. I don't know who I would have gone with. I, I, I was I also thinking maybe Eo. Who? Eo. Oh, okay. That would have been a good, good thought. But yeah, I don't know who <laughs> else I would have gone with. But oh, I just thought of another question. Oh, for next week. <laughs> okay. Yes. Put it in the bank. No two first. Put it in the bank. No two first here. Yeah, but. Lots of interesting shit going on in WWE. The atmosphere is starting to pick up a lot more week by week. And like I said, AEW's made it out of that rough patch they've been in. Tony seems to have it a little bit more under control. There's still some backstage issues that shouldn't be happening, but it looks like they're keeping that more under control as well. So Tony's putting the foot down. People just need to 
start acting right, and let's just enjoy wrestling is all I'm going to say. So, like always, if you have any questions or comments, WrestleLost at gmail.com, WrestleLost on Facebook, and WrestleLost here on Twitch. Don't forget to give us a follow and all that jazz. So we're going to keep on watching Halloween Havoc because we're not done yet. And we'll come back with you on that next week as well as all the shit that happens throughout the week. So until then, enjoy the rest of your weekend and talk to you all then. See you next week. Check you later.